Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fandalorian Club, our Star Wars review show here on Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jake Berlin, and I am joined by the regular table members, Mr. Brian Avalicino and Jacob Bartley, and we are here to talk about Episode 9 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, the final season, Old Friends Not Forgotten, a quite of an epic episode we have to discuss here today. But before we get into that, how are you, how are you gentlemen doing? I'm all right. I, I'm starting to go crazy, but you know this episode helped with that. Yeah, how, how's the how's the quarantine life over there, Mr. Bartley? <sighs> it's so weird. It's it's become the new normal. I don't. It's hard. Like this is what life is now, for now. So <laughs> we'll see. You, but it's uh, it's all right. Just bored, but this definitely uh, started the day off right, and I don't even want to waste any more time. Were you guys? Did you guys watch the episode before I t- I messaged you or after I messaged you? After. <laughs> well, yeah, I was asleep when you wrote that, so <laughs> definitely enough. afterwards. I had just woken up, and that was literally the first thing I saw on my phone, and I went, "Oh crap, it's out!" I've completely, like, when I woke up, was still not even registering, and was, "Oh my god, it's out." <laughs> TV. All right, well, like you said, let's not waste any more time. Holy shit, do we have an episode <laughs> yeah. to talk about today. My goodness. Um, I'll, look, let's just start. We do this all the time. This is the way the show works. We kind of go into our initial reactions. Just one or two quick sentences before we go into a full spoiler breakdown. Um, I'll just say this. By far the best episode of the season. Um, it's too early to say because there's been so many of them, but it is 1,000% in the conversation for best episode of the series so far. Um, but I, like I said, too early to say that a lot of stuff to unpack. A lot of things happened. It went very quick. Uh, what did you guys think initial reaction wise? That wasn't an episode. That was a mini movie. Like it, that was insane. Absolutely insane. From the second it started to end. It was all right. (laughs) You're such a liar. Yeah, you're, you're, bull. you're you can't. You, bull. You're such a liar. <laughs> There's no way. Oh my goodness. Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> slices a missile in half. <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen in hey. Clone Wars. In Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Look, let's let's get right into it. So, first of all, uh, before we get into actually any footage of of the episode. It goes back decades and it starts off in a way that brings nostalgia and emotion to you with the old school Lucasfilm logo, right? It's all grainy. It has this old green tint to it. And then it kicks in, not with the Clone Wars theme, but the original Star yes, Wars that theme. That was crazy. Yeah, which gives it a whole different feeling compared to anything else in Clone Wars. It's the only time in the series that it has only ever happened making us realize like, look, these are the final four episodes, but they're going for much something much more on an epic scale. And it's going to be considered a star Wars film type of atmosphere. And it's before we even saw any footage. That's the feeling we were getting. Well, like Brian said, it's like a mini. Well, I think they're treating this four episode arc like a mini movie. Yes. And I, I I was so confused at first when that started. I was like, what's me too? Accidentally start one of the movies. And I was like, what did? And then uh, mine. They did it so well, and I thought they were going to do a crawl for a second, but they didn't, which was cool because, you know, the crawls are only for the episodic movies, which is fine. Uh, But in a way, this, you could technically, I'm assuming you could not watch the first eight episodes of this season 
and then just watch these four episodes in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and like yeah. treat them as a part of the movie story, which that's what Probably. I'm assuming they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and then we also have the red, the red logo as well, bringing it back, um, yeah. which we rarely see in Star Wars. Well, that was in Sith, right? Uh, they did it for Revenge of the, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They did it for Return of the Jedi before they remarketed it. That's true. And then they also did it in Last one Jedi. or two arcs for the Clone Wars before. They have done it before. Oh, okay. I, it might have been it might have been the the Mortis storyline or something like that. But I remember them doing it beforehand. Nice. Yeah. So let, let's go and unpack the the opening scene in this. And we start off. It's funny because we start off this episode. Um, almost identical to how we start off the Clone Wars movie. And I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys remember how that that movie started, but they started on a bridge, right? They were saving a city. It was a city that wasn't really um, something we had known in Star Wars, wasn't really important to the canon of Star Wars as far as what we know of. Um, but the, the roles were kind of flipped, right? Obi-Wan did the talking that time around, and this time we see Obi-Wan and, um, and Cody in a little bit of trouble, and they're wondering where Anakin is. Anakin pops up, this cocky kid. And he, look, we've seen Anakin in multiple versions beforehand. This is the perfect type of Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. that has ever been put on screen. Ever been put on screen. The, the, the way he was talking and there was a shot that fired, he just does this. Like, just yeah. randomly out of nowhere. He's such a cocky young kid. And he's like, oh, I'll do what I got to do. And all this stuff starts happening. And then the, the plan, obviously, of him getting surrendered and getting the tactical droid and using the force and Rex being underneath, like everything about the sequence was a, was just brilliant in my opinion. Yes. The, honestly, the opening of the move or the, the opening of the show, the episode is my favorite part of the episode. To be honest, the, the bridge battle is the, my favorite part of the episode. That's because Obi-Wan was, there. no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> mostly because he sliced him uh, like a tank missile in half, but he all, it's not just because of him. It's everything, everything involved in that battle was awesome like just i couldn't believe what i was watching when i was watching it they straight up they were like look we're gonna give you some pretty good episodes until episode nine and here (laughs) you go and they just completely they they knocked it out of the park right from the beginning of the episode and just as far as just a war movie scene or just a war scene it's incredible and then you add all of this humor involved the the tactical part of all of the stormtroopers being under the bridge was awesome. Just and I loved when Anakin pulled the the general droid towards him and cut off his head. It was dope. <laughs> the one thing I didn't mention is is the the highlighted relationship between Anakin and Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. They're back and forth. We've talked about it multiple times before, but it's just it's done so well in this series. It is especially this episode. Yeah, I agree. This is as Anakin as you can ever picture him. So, so full of himself. Obi-Wan being the like nervous Nancy that he is cautious. And then Anakin just being like, relax, like this isn't even that difficult. And just goes out there like it's not even a problem, does this thing and just ends it like it, it. it's it's exactly how I remember Anakin just and how he just has this flair of just like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm the chosen one. I, I've got this. It's not that big of a deal. 
Also, the addition of R2, who we have not seen a lot of yeah. over the last number of years. <laughs> Just a quick little cool addition with the eye pop, and then he goes down and tells Rex. Um, but this leads to something much bigger, obviously. They're in the height of the battle. Um, the clones are, are clearly taking over the droids. and um, But then they get a call, and they get a call about someone calling in about Fulcrum. And at this point in time, Fulcrum is Saw Gerrera. And that's who they think that uh, Fulcrum is. But it's not Fulcrum. It's none other than Ahsoka. And we get that famous scene from the trailer that we saw uh, over a year ago at Star Wars Celebration um, of Ahsoka turning around and him and Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan seeing each other for the first time in that kind of emotional experience there. Um, even though we've seen it before, it still still hits you hard seeing that that moment for the first time. Yeah, that that it's oh, I can't believe uh, you're right. It the, that was celebration last year that that God that didn't feel that long ago. Um, yeah, it in his dumb Anakin's dumbfounded look when she turns around. I like that she still refers to him as master, even though she's out of there and stuff. Jacob, yeah, it was it was great because we we knew the context of it now in the in the trailer you don't know what's going on or what the meaning of it is and we talked about it all throughout the season uh when are we going to see that and it 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 was nice like i i'm really you know ahsoka is being very giving anakin the cold shoulder for most of this episode and it starts with this and it's kind of tragic in a way because anakin we know this is right before revenge of the sith and anakin is even though he's still a good guy anakin he's not mentally stable and so he needs that affection from ahsoka and she's just like nope and she's not giving it to him until later on in the episode so i, I thought it was really unique or, or really uh surprising when they showed how cold ahsoka was being towards anakin do you think it was more so of a cold shoulder or her just wanting to get to wanting to get to the point? I think she's bitter towards the Jedi order in general and towards yeah, Anakin. Fair. And so she it's that. And it was more, let's just get down to business. And I also think, uh, uh, Bo-Katan being there influenced her behavior. It wasn't, I think if, and or if Ahsoka was by herself, she would have acted a little bit differently. You see how, all only about business Bo-Katan is. So I think that was, she was standing right behind her too. So fair. Um, go ahead, Brian. Oh, no, I was going to say, I took it more as, um, she was still hurt and didn't want, yeah, a little bit. It was yeah. like, it was like opening up a wound kind of to see him. And like, she didn't want to convey her like sadness that he was there and that, was someone she cared about. And so she was like almost kind of being guarded in a way. This will lead into a, a conversation we have in a little bit, obviously. Um, so this scene leads to Ahsoka and Bo-Katan officially showing up on the, the cruiser. Um, and we have this great moment between Ahsoka and R2 when he, when he sees her, he gets all wobbly like he typically does and rolls up to her. Um, and she puts his hand on him, but then they officially see each other. Um, and it's kind of funny. You talk about how she's being cold, um, this is probably one of the moments where you recognize that and when she puts his oh, hand yeah. up yeah. and she stops him from talking is like, we, we don't have time for this, basically. Like, we need to get down to business. And they had kind of had this conversation and Bo-Katan walks up and says, we essentially need to talk. And Obi-Wan's like, we understand. We'll go have a conversation. And this is when they're essentially around like the battle room uh, uh, section 
and they're having this conversation and Obi-Wan is essentially putting the foot down like, look, we can't, we're already in a war. Like we can't do this already. And Bo-Katan has that great line of what's one more, what's one more war. Like, and we know at this point as fans that the Jedi aren't supposed to be doing this, right? They're, they're not supposed to be in this war. They've broken all the laws and rules that they have as a group to become part of this war. And it's a huge theme in this episode, and I imagine in the episodes that follow, um, if we see them, uh, uh, that is, um, that that they're not supposed to be there. And so she's just like, I mean, what's one more to you guys? Like, you're already doing what you're not supposed to be doing. Um, and so, I mean, what did you guys think about that whole, that whole sequence there in front of that battle room? I thought Obi-Wan was kind of being cold to her. Like, almost kind of like... I don't know. I kind of felt like he was almost kind of like, I know this is going to piss Jacob off, but acting kind of like a dick. He was kind of almost like, uh, like it almost kind of felt like he was like kind of purposely being an ass. Um, I understand what and how he was doing it and why he was doing it. Cause I mean, obviously that's what they would do. Go talk to the Jedi council and stuff, but like he seemed very like cold to her. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I got like, but, and then Bo-Katan just throwing like, uh, what did she, I forget what she said? Something along the lines of like, it's her sister oh, you, about, yeah, you care, you cared about them, but, but if it was my sister or something like that, and that kind of like gut punched him. And then he was like, Nope, I'm still going to do it this way. That's interesting. Cause I, I took it. I mean, I understand that maybe he was coming off a little cold, but I took it as, you know, Obi-Wan has always been the one Jedi that we've seen throughout Star Wars history that has always stuck to the rules. That is yeah. always he's been pure to the Jedi order and the Jedi way that he was brought up on. And that's how I took it. He was he was just sticking to what he knew. And he said that, you know, the Jedi Council will will decide the fate of it, essentially. Like, like, I'm sorry that this is happening, but we can't do this. They'll they'll decide what's going to happen. And so that's kind of how I took it personally. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Obi-Wan is always like this. He's be- very rarely ever deviated from that. And he he's always the one putting his foot down, make like saying, we have to follow the rules. We have to go to the Jedi Council. Even he he would argue with Qui-Gon and Phantom Menace, say, why aren't we following the rules? Because Qui-Gon was always going against what they would say. The, the thing is, for me, I think it was tough for Obi-Wan. And it's hard to tell with an animated character, but they kind of were saying that he's struggling. Look, look how personal this is for him. With Darth Maul, who killed his master, who killed the only woman that he ever loved. And Obi-Wan is so strong-willed that he's not jumping at the first opportunity to go take down Maul. That's what Obi-Wan is all about. That's why there's that this conflict between him and Anakin. Anakin would have if if Anakin was acting solely on his own, he would have jumped in there right away and went. But he has Obi-Wan there. They got this big war going on. So it it made sense. And even though like I I disagree with Obi-Wan sometimes, sometimes I'm like, look, dude, you got to go do this right now. Like it, it's the right thing to do. But he goes against the right thing to do sometimes uh, to honor the Jedi Order, which is all corrupt anyway. So it's it's an interesting conflict. Yeah. And, and we'll think- definitely touch on it. We'll, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Ahsoka even kind of like attack him at that point by being like, like her she said something along the lines no, no, of that, like, this comes in a scene in the hangar oh, is it later yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, right after the scene that we talk about so um this leads to a you know 
Uh, Obi-Wan goes one way, Bo-Katan goes the other. And this leads to some great moments between Anakin and Ahsoka. What we've been waiting for is just them together, right? And um, Ahsoka, in maybe in Jacob's terms, seems to be opening up a little bit more here. You know, he says, oh, I have a surprise for you. And for me personally, it's by far the most emotional I've gotten in this, this season so far. When those hangar doors open and he's saying clones are loyal and you see Rex and his 501st Legion standing there with the painted Ahsoka helmets and it's like just the emotions of the past start flooding through you and they have that great meeting and they, you know, he calls her commander and she says, you can't call me commander. And he's like, okay, commander, like just the respect and loyalty line, that yeah. we've had or the, the respect and loyalty we've learned about these characters and these clones specifically through the se series and the season more specifically it's heightened even more in this episode. Um, and then you get the, the the conversation that we talked about. But what did you guys think about the reunion of, of Rex and Ahsoka and Anakin? Go, Go ahead, ahead, Brian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great. It, it, look, other than the, the little... Uh, other than Ahsoka being a little cold at first, uh, it I, I really enjoyed it. Especially... This is where her she kind of starts to let the guard down a little bit. Well, a, a little in the war room at first, after Bo-Katan and Obi-Wan leave, she starts to let her guard down a little bit. And then especially in the hangar, because she, and she keeps denying like, hey, don't call me commander. I'm not part of the Jedi Order anymore. And they just keep giving her all this respect. So it was a cool moment because they, they, Anakin and the, the clones that respect Ahsoka know that she was never guilty during that whole time Palpatine was trying to frame her, they they never doubted her. As far as I can remember, Anakin always had her back during that time. He never believed that she was doing anything wrong. And same goes for Rex and some of the other clones. So it makes sense that even after she left the Order, they're all showing this mad respect to her. So it, it was a, a good moment for sure. And I don't think... This, this episode made me think, like, I don't think we're ever... We're gonna, I think that was the last time Anakin and... Ahsoka yes, hundred percent. And I don't think they're ever. Yeah. We're not going to see an action scene with them mm -hmm. in the. They'll, the they'll never be back to that. That was their goodbye. Because we, it almost didn't make sense that they saw each other again at all. So this has to be. It has to be a limited interaction. If we, if they don't see each other again until Rebels or something, you know. It's it's perfect because, and we'll we'll touch on it. But I want it's it's because Anakin essentially left a little bit of behind with her in her sabers. That's that's like and, the goodbye by changing them blue. And I want to. Talk about the sabers a little bit. Do you? Can, can we get into it right well, now, Brian? Oh, you oh, go okay. in. What about the the reunion, Brian? You can touch on that before we get to that, real quick. Oh no, it it hits you in your feels because I mean, there's obviously showing you the respect and loyalty that they all have for her, and especially the face paintings of the masks. And yeah, it was just an it was just an awesome scene in general. And knowing and knowing where Ahsoka and Rex end up as well. Is also kind of like a oh, like yes, they're yeah. back, <laughs> and then they get separated again, and you know, then they find each other later on down the road. Uh, but yeah, before we get to the saber sequence, this is the the interaction between Anakin, Obi Wan, and, and Ahsoka yes, that we were talking right, about. Yeah. Um, and so Obi Wan comes running in because uh, we hear those legendary Star Wars sirens going oh, wait, on. Just, I just want to ask: this is the battle leading into Revenge of the Sith, yes. right? Okay, mm -hmm. just making sure. Um, so we hear those those sirens that we hear hear throughout Star Wars all the time. Obi Wan comes running in, saying, "There's General Grievous is an attack on Coruscant, and it's the opening of Revenge of the Sith." And they're saying, "We have to go. We can get there, and so and so in light speed." And Ahsoka thinks that it's happening for the Mandalorians um, and Bo-Katan. So does uh, Anakin. And Obi Wan has to break the news that, like, no, we can't. 
we're not doing this. And this is when that interaction comes. It's like Ahsoka says, so you're going to do this, but you're going to leave Bo-Katan and her people behind. You're making a political decision by going to save. Uh, you're not saving the people of Coruscant. You're saving the chancellor. It's a polit It's a political move. Not a human. Uh, I guess uh, the perfect way to say it is a humanitarian move. And look, I see Ahsoka side on it, but I also see Obi Wan side on it. I I see. It's the that's how good they they developed this and made this is that I see both sides of the conflict when they're when the conversation is going. Um, and so I mean it, it's very interesting uh, because that's the last conversation they may have ever had. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, it's it's going to be very interesting down the road when all this kind of plays out. Thoughts? Uh, wait, did you say that's the last conversation Obi Wan and Ahsoka ever had? Like, is you're is saying not? maybe you're, yeah, you're maybe, saying maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe I don't think it is. I think we'll see them talk again in well, the future. Maybe but, yeah. No, I know you're in canon. They don't talk again, as far as we know. Um, but I love that because, I mean, again, it was it was Obi Wan following the rules, but also. This makes me hate Palpatine even more because it was a fake rescue. <laughs> so they, I don't know what else was going on. Like, I mean, the, the war was fake anyway. Palpatine, you know, created it, but also he wasn't really in danger. Dooku was his apprentice. And, and so they, he pulled them away from going to help with Mandalore and get Maul, which is, makes me hate him even more as, as a character. So <laughs> I just, uh, but yeah, that was, it, it, it was actually a really good conversation because if you look at it, I love the way Anakin found loopholes to make sure that Ahsoka had troopers with her. That was yes. really cool. And then she says, I accept as long as Obi-Wan agrees to it. So the respect even is though, always there. Exactly. Even though she was arguing with him, she showed her respect to Obi-Wan. And you said this before, Jake, you said Anakin and Obi-Wan were kind of like her, both her bigger brothers and both her masters. They both kind of trained her and raised her in a way. So even though she's closer with Anakin, there's definitely that similar relationship with Obi-Wan. Brian. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, that scene was kind of like messed with my brain. Cause I was like, well, Ahsoka does make a really good point. Like she's definitely making a point when, with what she's saying. But then again, like, like they said earlier, we're already in a war and, uh, it's just, yeah, it, it, it it was rough because I was just like, I could see Obi-Wan's point of it, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, Ahsoka seems more realistic at this point. But uh, I, uh, to be honest, I kind of almost took, like, I understand the respect, but I also kind of felt like she gave a little sass to it. Kind of like, Oh, she definitely did. Yeah. Like, well, well and you also, Obi-Wan can agree with it. You also got to keep in mind that what she just came after, she, she said in that conversation, she said, People have lost faith in you guys. I did too until I realized what the Jedi Order meant to others. And then they're yeah. pulling this kind of kind of move again that that she's losing faith again. And so she, I again, that's why we see her point in this because she's gone through so much personally, and she's the only person to ever walk away from the Order. And then she went into the galaxy and saw what people really think of the Jedi. And then they're kind of doing this move again to just at the hand of Palpatine rather than standing what they're supposed to stand for. Agreed. Any yeah, thoughts for sure. on that? No, it was I, I really enjoyed that that moment for sure. Let's go ahead and get to the sabers because the sabers is a big uh, a big moment here. And I think that well, he gives uh, her the box before Obi-Wan walks in and she doesn't open it yet. And then mm -hmm. 
after Obi Wan leaves, yes. she opens the box. Yeah, um, and we all know what it is. Um, and I think Jacob, you might have wanted to say something that I I think I know what you're uh, talking about. Okay, so I'm wondering. So she loses these somehow, is mm -hmm. what I'm wondering. Because well, no, I I if I'm not mistaken, they were taken from her. I thought she handed how? them over. Okay, so at the end of her arc in Clone Wars, she gives them to Anakin. Yes, but. We thought that was the last time she had them until her novel. Like in between her novel and Clone Wars previous seasons, we thought that was the last time she had them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she gets them again from Anakin. And so you said they were the color was changed? Yeah, they're so blue. well, so they're green in the series. Okay, okay. I was wondering they're... what color they were before. Yeah, yeah. But here here's the kicker, because we this is an unexplained thing at the moment, because we have three episodes left, but at the moment. They're green in the beginning of her novel. But her sabers, I, her sabers even, are I don't green. Think she has any though? Yeah, her sabers are green in the beginning of her novel. Novel, not novel. Novel. And so, where's the change from blue to green again? So, why are they blue now? And when does it change? Or if does it ever change? Yeah. So I I can't recall, but in the novel, doesn't she take take the sabers from the Inquisitor and then changes them? from red to white at the at the end but she gets rid of hers oh okay officially. so she has hers at first in the beginning yes oh you're 100 okay. on that they were green yes hmm. yeah yeah so well, so yeah oh so these are them then so she has them the, from now until the novel yes. and then gets yes. rid of them so they so base as far as we know look we know the crystal I don't know how it works with green and blue, but we know the crystal bleeds to like the will of the force user or whatever. So maybe Anakin's always bleed blue. And then that's why they turned blue while they were with him. And then when she takes them over time, they bleed green. Well, it's funny I because I literally just, I've been binging the comics hard right now. And I literally just read through reread the dark vader comic where he bleeds the lightsaber red that his own in palpatine makes it very abundantly clear that those crystals are alive and they go off of emotion so maybe that's it, what happens it, yeah and it's so, like it's possible because how did An how did anakin change them blue in the first place well so that that's what we don't know but he made that yeah. comment they made that comment or he made the comment of they're just like i fixed them but they're better this time yeah, she lit a them little up better blue, yeah because she was expecting she, to she see said green. Yeah, she said, uh, she, what'd she say? They're different. And he goes, oh, I'm, I made them better. I improved them a little bit. And, and I mean, yeah. the sound and the look of them just looks great. She has that great smile on her face, obviously. Um, and so it's just great to see her with sabers again. But then we move on to the big stuff here and we can get it right into it because we're already at 30 minutes on the show. Yeah. Um, this is the moment we've been waiting for, right? The, the season seven, the show was always supposed to end with the Siege of Mandalore. And we officially get to it here, and we see Rex and half of the 501st Legion uh, with Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, and they're, it's an all-out assault. It is exactly what you want. There's Mandalorians flying with jetpacks. There's Mandalorian ships. There's Jedi cruisers. There's you know uh, clone ships. I mean, there's, there's everything you want in a siege and a war, and it did not disappoint, in my opinion. It started off awesome. You see uh, Gar Saxon and his crew and all the Mandalorians from Mandalore come up and they're fighting in the air. And you have that great moment with Rex and Ahsoka's like, I'll race you to the bottom. And they're laughing and having fun. And I mean, 
What did you guys think about the opening of the of the siege inside the air or in the air? Epic, epic, absolutely <laughs> epic. I, I wish I could watch this whole thing and then see it, it like frame for frame, picture for picture, remade in real life, just to see <laughs> how awesome it would look. Because I mean, but I'm sitting there. It felt like I was watching a real like live Who's action. We're not going to get that. True. <laughs> Jacob, <Crap. laughs> I didn't, yeah, they wouldn't left me speechless. They wouldn't re-show bit. this same exact battle, though. They would maybe show different show, parts show of it from it different going point on. of view. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought it was freaking awesome. So thing is, so my my brother is a big Star Wars fan, but he's more like he's a, I would say a higher level casual fan, like mm-hmm. more than a casual fan, but not as you know geeky as us uh but so he doesn't really he's watched nerdy nerdy, whatever he's watched (laughs) he's watched some random episodes of clone wars but not like never sat down and watched the whole season or anything he maybe watched like four or five episodes before like different random ones i am making him watch this episode as soon as you gotta watch these four make him watch these four exactly so you don't even have to watch the first eight to watch this episode you like i'm just gonna make him watch this episode like look how awesome this is and he he's gonna be like wait who's this girl i'm like that's anakin's padawan he's like oh okay cool and then he's gonna see obi-wan at the beginning he's gonna see anakin and he's gonna see uh darth maul and i'm gonna tell him because his he loves revenge of the sith i'm gonna tell him like look this is them leaving to go into that battle that opens revenge of the sith and Jake, now, when we, Jake, I can't even wait for you to tell him that tweet you posted earlier. When you watch, when you watch Revenge of the Sith, now you can think, wait, Anakin was just with Ahsoka right before this. So I'm gonna like, I'm so excited about this, and it's partially because of all those little details, but also because of this battle, the opening battle uh, going into Mandalore, because that is incredible. Like, no matter who you are, that it is so awesome with. All with all the Mandalorians coming in with the, with the jetpacks and then the stormtroopers and the other Mandalorians coming out of the ships, it is just handled so greatly. And I I love when there's like shot down ships falling with Jedi's floating on, on them. And them. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So it was it was so great. Before before we get to uh, inside um, the city in on Mandalore, um, I have a little bit of a theory that I want to throw at you guys. Here um, we go. Here's his. So, so uh, when Ahsoka when Ahsoka officially jumps off the ship, right? And she's like, "I'll race you to the bottom," and we have that incredible action sequence of her with her sabers, knocking Mandalorians and jumping everywhere, and just doing her thing, right? Just being a total badass. If you guys listen closely, there is a incredibly high resemblance of the music from the very beginning of Revenge of the Sith. I think that at that moment, that is when we see Anakin and, and Obi Wan in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith. So the when they're in their battle? Jedi starfighters, yes. Wow. I think it's it's mirroring each other. Like she's on Mandalore doing that, and they're at Coruscant doing that because they just left. That remember? is so cool. And if, well, so, if you listen, it's not the same. It's not the exact same, but it's a Clone Wars version of it. And there's beats that are almost identical. I rewatched the opening of Revenge of the Sith just to make sure. I do think that it's mirroring each other and it's happening at the same exact time. Well, yeah, it def- I mean, it is. They they left. That's what they left to go do. Exactly. And they probably hopped in those same battleships right that we see them in. And, and so uh, 
it that is just so cool that we're getting that time because i always think about like we didn't even know who ahsoka was when we first saw those movies and maybe neither did they but still now ahsoka is a part of anakin's story and i love that because we we have to consider her when we consider everything that happened to him brian thoughts real quick yeah, just that whole <laughs> opening was insane. And she never killed a Mandalorian. She always disabled their back uh jet. Okay, but too. you're you're thousands of feet up disabling their their oh, yeah, they're dying. gonna blow she doesn't directly oh, yeah, they're kill gonna fall to their death. She doesn't but directly just, kill them. Either way, she's not <laughs> killing them. She's killing she's killing. Them. I don't care. I'm gonna do do oh. your thing, girl. Do yeah, your thing, girl. Um but yeah, dude, that whole entire I will say this our our logo has never become more relevant. That's yeah. in this episode. That's literally this episode. <laughs> the second that, she that touches scene, down, that scene was so. And she's on Mandalore with Mandalorians, which is dude. That. So yeah, that, so the whole sequence obviously is is awesome. Um, you get a giant battle on on the ground in the city. Um, you get Garsaxon there with his crew. Clearly, they're pawns of Maul, right? Garsaxon's got the sweet horns coming off his his helmet. I love um, the Maul Mandalorian helmets. Yeah. Well, just know that. I mean, the whole the whole outfits. Yeah, and yeah, the, in the yellow, the yellow tint to the to the yep. the, Dude, the, the action in that in that ground battle on Mandalore is freaking incredible. The way like they bend down and shoot the missile off their mm -hmm. back and all of that stuff is just so. So, good. so the leader, the main leader of the Mandalorians, the one with the horns, and then uh, his right hand woman, Rook Cast, are the two that broke out Mole in the Son of Dathomir. Um, oh, yeah. okay. they're the ones that rescued or res rescued him um, from. Uh, being held captive in the Son of Dathomir. I'm hoping to see that at some point, maybe like a flashback of, of what happened in physical form for those who don't know about it, because um, I think it would just add a little bit more to it. Well, true, but, because other people are wondering, wait, didn't Palpatine capture him? Now how? Exactly. So no. maybe in the next episode, we get a tiny bit of a flashback. But for now, for us, having Garsax on there and Rookcast is enough to, to kind of answer that question. So, yeah. Um, and let's just get to the, the final sequence here. We see Maul, uh, right? Not there's just a bunch of action in between. We see Maul. We see Ahsoka go down with the with a crew of uh, troopers, and they're walking right into a trap. Right, uh, Maul is waiting there with Gar Saxon and Rook Cast and the crew, and they surround them. They kill all the troopers and they surround Ahsoka. And Maul has the great line of, um, he says, "You're not the one that I wanted to come," alluding to Obi Wan. Um, and he says, what are you doing here? And well, he, he says, I was yeah. hoping for Kenobi or I was, uh, yeah. well, he said, uh, does he say Kenobi directly? He does. Yeah. yeah. He does say Kenobi directly. Yeah. Okay, so I was hoping for Kenobi. Um, and they're just the long lost brothers who hate each other <laughs> and the episode ends and it's a great ending. It's clearly a, a direction right into the second episode, but thoughts on the final moments there. I, it's funny because the whole entire time I was like, this is going nuts, but then they made it very cl clear that this whole entire setup was Maul's plan. Everything was literally going as Maul planned it, minus the fact that it was Ahsoka and not Obi-Wan. And that to me was like, whoa, like Maul is just tactically like way Strong. more advanced than we think. What, Jacob? Nothing. No, I'm I'm just thinking about Palpatine messed up Maul's plans again. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted Obi-Wan there. But is it just me or or did I know like Darth Maul doesn't seem like he's like doesn't seem like he's gonna attack Ahsoka. Like he's like no. disappointed. He's like, damn it, I was ready to fight Obi-Wan. And he's like, what are you doing here? Like yeah. kind of like 
he's not going his first reaction isn't going to be let's fight in a way well it it obviously we know their relationship right they, they've they've interconnected with each other quite a bit before but maul has always been one to kind of use stuff to his advantage and maybe he can use ahsoka to his advantage that's that's what i took it as maybe he's going to try to lure out obi-wan but at this point we know and maybe he happen. knows that she, he must know that she left the jedi order and maybe he's like let's see what i or can does he i don't think yeah. he does well it's it might be common knowledge i mean he was he was held because Bo-Katan and them are always like, oh, the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi. But he was held captive by Palpatine and he might have known what was going on, you know, because it was go Palpatine was the one doing it. Not that Palpatine told him, but it it might have been it's a big deal when a Jedi leaves the Jedi Order. So I'm sure Maul heard about it. I love when he was walking down the tunnel and you heard clank, clank. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh here he comes. So I think if I'm not mistaken, um, the next episode is for sure going to stay on Mandalore for the majority of it, which is where we're going to see that Ahsoka Maul fight. Um, but I think that they're going to leave after that. And so we're going to see Maul for the next couple of episodes and for sure duke it out with Ahsoka next episode. Oh, I remember one part that was, I'm surprised Jacob, you didn't bring it up, was when, this is before, when Obi-Wan was walking away and he said, um, Make sure you kill them all. I've killed him once. Mm. Uh, As I've killed him once, he seems to never like. He seems to never want to die. Yeah, something like that. I think he was saying, uh, "I've killed Maul before. Like he doesn't like he doesn't want to die. So make sure you capture him." I think that's what. Oh they yeah, that's saying. what he said. He said, "Yeah, uh, he's like, it, it, if you kill him, he's just gonna come back. So make sure you capture yeah. him." I ba- that's that basically sense. what he was yeah. saying. But yeah, that that was like his last line before he left. Yeah. Uh, those are, the, but, those are the, the last moments between him and Ahsoka too for all those characters. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I mean, I thought they were going to fight this episode because the thumbnail of the episode shows them fighting, which is completely misleading, but it doesn't matter. This episode didn't need it. it. It was so great. It had enough action. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I don't think Maul's going to jump up and attack her. I think they're going to talk first and it's going to lead to a fight. So I just can't I wait to see that battle. My goodness. And the main <laughs> reason why, I don't know if you guys know this, but they motion captured Maul for this, for the season. Oh my god. Is it really Ray, Ray, Ray Park motion captured him? Oh my goodness, no way. <laughs> they motion captured and him. And it's obviously Sam Witwer doing the voice, right? Doing the voice, so yeah. It's basically what they did for solo, but in animation form. Exactly. That is Crazy. awesome. <laughs> and we're gonna see that next episode. <laughs> so do you guys I mean, we'll talk about this more later, but if they're getting into they're going this is in Revenge of the Sith is happening right now. Jacob, how far are we going to get? No, no, uh, lo, hold on. With, pause where it. you're at, Jacob. Pause I'll read it. it. I'll read Jacob, pause where you're at. I'm, oh, I'm not going to say it. No, no, no. I'm not going to say like, it, Jacob. I think we're going to see Darth Vader. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We talked about that before. You might hear like the... Okay, the Jacob, end. do you want do you want to hear some description or the quick descriptions of the next couple episodes yes of the you final do. two sure it's fine so this is uh, this is uh episode 11 this isn't number 10 this is 11 after capturing maul on mandalore ahsoka's journey to the jedi council is disrupted when order 66 is declared turning <laughs> her world upside down episode oh 12 God. ahsoka and rex must use their wit and skills to survive the turbulent end of the clone wars wow <laughs> yeah that's, is it's that happening. official that's official oh my goodness yeah well yeah more likely because 
that's like the end of Revenge of the Sith. So when Darth Vader comes, when he turns into Darth Vader, but uh, I do think, I do think the the final moments of of the series will be with Vader and Palpatine. Possibly the very last moment of Revenge of the Sith, where we see them constructing the Death Star. Yeah, possibly. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're going to see Vader out there in a full-on action scene. I just think we'll see a little bit of dialogue or story after he becomes Darth Vader. Uh, but yeah. that Remember is amazing it. to see Ahsoka like alive during Order sixty six, like experience Order sixty six. That is going. One, to one be thing incredible. before we get out of here because we do have to get there. I, I we forgot to mention the opening recap that was going on um, when we saw Kanan Jarrus and we saw Plo Koon. Oh yeah. And all those in the quick snippets, we saw two familiar scenes with Plo Koon and a or Ayla, obviously of when they died that, in Revenge Adi of the Sith. Ilya? Isn't that no, oh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. So right. obviously the moments when they died in Revenge of the Sith were kind of foreshadowed in the opening, but we saw the war room scene when we saw Kanan Jarrus. He made his cameo. No, baby Kanan. Are you Did just you that, that was it? No, no, that I knew that's okay. all it was going to be. Yeah. So that that was cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, any final thoughts on episode nine? I, I don't know how it gets better than this, but we'll see. <laughs> I wish we could all us three could just be together to watch this play out. It, I think what we're going to have to do is uh, I mean, we can we can try. We should because so here's the deal. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do the, the next two because of quarantine stuff and how we do now and everything. But it's been it's official that the final episode is longer than normal and it's premiering on may 4th a monday on may the 4th be with you oh wow so if there's a way we can get together that or maybe watch it over this and just pop it on together or something i think that'd be cool maybe record our reactions i don't know i mean even if we did it on on here like that yeah. would be awesome yeah cool all right guys Man. well there it is the fan and lauren club for this week Episode nine of the Clone Wars season seven, old friends, not forgotten quite a bit to unpack, which is why we took so long on it. And so if you join us for the whole thing, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys check out all of our previous episodes covering everything in the Clone Wars, as well as the new ones coming up, because there is quite a bit going on and we are very excited for it. So for Jacob Harley, Mr. Brian Alvacino and myself, we thank you guys for joining us on the Fan and Learning Club. You can find the show on YouTube as well as on podcast platform on Anchor, Apple and Spotify. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. And give us a like, share, and comment, guys. We'd love to hear from you. So, again, thank you for joining us. And may the force be with you. <laughs>